Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Neo Yokio, which we'll be getting into today. Uh, I'm Alex Bonilla, your host for today, and I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hey. And Sam Quattro. Hello. So, yeah, we will be discussing uh, Neo Yokio, the new Netflix anime series. Uh, you can find more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your ratings and reviews. Or you can search for Overly Animated on your preferred podcatcher. But yeah, we'll be getting into this uh, recently released anime. It, it released on Netflix on September 22nd. This is a venture by Ezra Koenig of the indie rock band Vampire Weekend. Uh, so uh, random. Yeah, so from the very get-go, we knew it was going to be strange since an anime written entirely by a Western viewpoint. So that's not very common. And furthermore, when you hear the the voice cast, you have in the lead Jaden Smith, uh, ever the mercurial actor. Um, he's been very up and down throughout his career, although uh, lately it seems he's on the up and up. But like I heard his performance on The Get Down was okay. But most people will know him more for just his Twitter feed that's full of not, yeah. not like self-referential nonsense. But When I die, then you'll realize. Sure, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I can imagine his character in the show saying stuff like that, though. It does kind of read like his Twitter feed in a weird way. Right. So you, you can imagine if there was any collaboration, Jaden Smith had some influence on this. And we also have a lot of other names that we'll get into. But yeah, this uh, is an anime that takes place in the alternate timeline where Neo Yokio replaces New York City. There's like some Asian influences, but for the most part, it's New York City. Like we also have San Francisco existing in this universe and Canada and like it, there's pretty much actual no change. But the big thing is that there is this uh, society called, uh, called the Magistocrats that are in charge of getting rid of demons from, uh, from the city. And so uh, Jaden Smith's character, Kaz Khan, is uh, one of these, uh, one of these uh, Magistocrats. So he's in, uh, he's doing that while also trying to balance his very important social status in the city, and uh, yeah, but that's pretty that's pretty much the conceit of the series, at least from a non-spoilery point of view. So, but and this has gotten very very mixed reviews. So, like on the one hand, you have stuff like uh, Indie Wire ca calling it uh, uh, Ezra Koenig's beguiling anime tribute is more to be marveled at than related to. And then on the other hand, you have a review from Anime News Network calling it nigh unwatchable cod swallop. So oh, they even <laughs> said cod swallop. Wow, they mean business. Yeah, when you gotta go deep in the in the thesaurus for that, you know that means business. But yeah, like all in all, I think the general consensus on on social media is just that this is a very meme show and that it's just very weird. But let's just focus on on quality, I guess, first, and then we'll like talk more about the surroundings but just in general like does does this work at all uh, let's go to you sam first just how did you feel watching this entire show i mean it does work i mean demons slaying blah 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 is like a pretty typical anime thing at this point you know magical girls and the like it's like if urban outfitters executive produced an anime pretty much i don't know it's it's weird and hipster and you know there's Toblerones and <laughs> so it's, many it's, it's just weird. I don't know. It's 
not to say that it's bad. It's just not really what you would expect, but also at the same time, it's exactly what you would expect from the guy who funds Vampire Weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, 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 that is at all. <laughs> that is something we have to keep in mind. The, just the background of who's making this in the first place. Uh, Mich- Michelle, how, how how did you feel when you while you were watching this? <laughs> I don't know if this show works just because, like, what do we mean by works? Like, it works as a meme, I guess. <laughs> a, a heavy-handed, forceful meme, but a meme nonetheless. And to be fair, memes on Twitter were how I found out the show existed. So good job, show. You know your audience. In terms of, like, a story with the consistent plot, I'm not sure it works. Because, like, the demon stuff kind of only comes up like it's like the show looks like oh it's been a while since you mentioned the demon stuff i guess you better do something like that in the plot in the next episode but like it's a lot of like convoluted random stuff happening a lot that are very like not super connected and it's not like the characters for the most part grow and change in significant ways granted it's only like six episodes but still i think like in terms of it working or not as a show depends on what your criteria for judging it is based off of. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a weird show for sure to try and tackle. Like, as for me personally, like, I'm just, I'm just looking at this from an entertainment perspective. But like, yeah, I think that's the best way. Yeah, probably. and like, in that sense, like, it works in part. It's, it's not consistent because like the first episode and the last couple of episodes that focus more on plot, I'm like, meh. But like, the, yeah. Yeah, like, in the middle where it's more episodic, like it, like it has no relation to the rest of the show. Uh, it's it's fine. Like I, I got laughs at just how clunky some stuff was and how like out of nowhere things came, but not because they were funny on their own. <laughs> like it, it's just it, it it is a weird show overall. And I guess like if if just the the curveball nature of the show like gives it that extra layer of humor but yeah it's just it's so specific in some of the things it's making fun of because like with new york city like it makes a lot of references to like queens and the battery tunnel and things like that that like at least for me since I, i live near new york city so like i get some of it but at the same time like i'm not sure how much like the average person is watching this is gonna really care about the oh, setting? New York is so ubiquitous. Like, who cares anymore? <laughs> it's yeah. a setting for every single goddamn TV show and movie at this rate. Yeah, yeah I was confused at one point. Doesn't Cass call the Hamptons like Hicksville or something? I was. Isn't the Hamptons kind of an upper class part of New York? Yeah, they try. I honestly don't know, they, but they try to do some changes, and also like half of the city is underwater or something. Yeah, like that. but uh. So they they try to do some little things, but in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't really matter. There's not like a lot of substance there. It's just kind of like, oh, that's different, interesting. Yeah, like, but like, that's kind of all there is to it. Okay, they transport themselves in bubbles. Correct. Yeah, Hooray. cool. <laughs> like the poorest people live underwater now. Is it like a classified? No, it's just a thing. Yeah. Some people just live underwater. So on that front, like just in general, it's uh, like the setting isn't that taken advantage of. Um, how how do you guys feel about the dialogue? Because like I think that that's a big <laughs> part of this, like just how wordy a lot of it is. Uh, like be, because of Jaden Smith's delivery, a lot of it is oh done my so God. non emotionally. But yes. at the same time, the character is meant to be like detached. So 
on the one hand, you could justify that it's supposed to be read like that, but on the other hand, like, why? Uh, and, I mean, I guess it's a call sort of to um, how in, like, you know, early 90s, etc., how anime was kind of dubbed. Like, if you look at the um, original dub for uh, Utena, you know, that oh, was, like, God, so... Yeah. That was so deadpan and so wordy and so, like, boring. Yeah. But, you know, it's... I think the show is definitely aware of that, but I don't think it subverts or plays with it in any way. It just plays it straight. Yeah, it kind of just, like, winks at you. Like, they're very aware of what Jaden Smith sounds like before they cast him as the main character. So, like, they're not surprised that his delivery is so, like, you know, monotone and deadpan. But, like... I guess that's supposed to be part of the point. I don't know. Do you Hashtag guys- aesthetic. Yeah, do you guys think it's successful in just being whatever it is? I mean, I guess, because like if they want me to, to <laughs> see this as a melodramatic character that doesn't really care about other people, then sure, Jaden Smith yeah. was, was the right choice. <laughs> Uh, also, I have to like mention like uh, I'm coming from the background where this is like the first anime show I've ever watched. So, like I don't know what even know what they're oh, parodying really? or anything. Okay. Like aside yeah, from, like, it, it, it's pretty much like a straight parody of like '90s magical girl anime, right. except it's a magical boy. Uh huh. So like, I'm I'm sure there are lots of elements here that they're taking from other animes and like throwing it in their blender of New York hipsteriness. Like a, like just reading it straight, like it it works for the character, but and but it ends up being I'm not sure if it's unintentional humor or if that's actually what they're going for when when he gives his lines of like oh I'm depressed or uh, like that's a good question. It's hard to tell if they're just like they're very aware of what they have or like a lot of it's just like whoa we're gonna keep that in there honestly. I find myself having that same questions with hipsters on the whole. <laughs> I don't know if they're being like for real or if they just like, you know, are so self-aware that they don't care anymore. Like I walk into like urban outfitters and I'm like, why? Why, and I, why I, is I don't this know. Thing? <laughs> yeah. Like why? And like the cashier like is just so urban outfitters. I don't know if she knows it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is just a demographic that we we don't want to be associated with. So as a result, like actually watching it is a little strange. But I don't know. I went to art school. I'm pretty hipster. It's just like okay. <laughs> I I don't I don't know, dude. I just don't understand people. Uh, okay, fair. fair or anime. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I also do not understand anime. So, but yeah, so entertaining in parts, but just very weird to handle. So I guess we'll go more more into the spoilery territory as we discuss a bit deeper. So if you guys are are listening and haven't watched it yet, you can pause here and go through. It's a six twenty two minute episode, so it's not actually that much of an investment compared to other shows we cover here on Overly Animated. So you can go ahead and. Uh, Enjoy the weirdness for yourself and form your own opinion, since it seems everyone has something different to say about this. But now, now that we can enter spoilers, um, we can go a bit more into into story. Um, so this follows uh, one of the big characters here is uh, Helena, who I think is even worse of a character than Kaz in being really? not caring about anything, and like her motivations just feel very uh, I don't know, like the. Uh, not, I don't want to say superficial, but just like the whole. Okay, yeah. New, no, new, no, yeah. it is superficial. That's exactly what it is. 
Okay, like, you you yeah. express my words better than I can, please. Because <laughs> like she, she she comes to this realization that like you know they're the upper class society is like being really like obsessed with like you know fashion and like consumerism and how like bs that is but then she doesn't like try to harness a revolution in any productive way she like you know she like bombs the the bachelor board but then she doesn't use that as momentum to make any actual lasting change she doesn't rally people so it is like very superficial she like stays in her room all the time and keeps to herself so like she can like complain about society but she's pretty complacent in it at the same time so yeah that's kind of my beef with her too i feel like she is still very superficial in her critiques and like she wants to come off as like being more like hashtag woke than she actually is maybe that's sort of the point i mean for example she literally like references what she's doing as being hikikomori yeah like word for word and like who the fuck knows what that is besides Kids who just had nothing to do all day but watch anime and like yeah. be on the internet, right? Probably like so, actual Japanese people and like weebs, the only people who know what that actually means. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think this is also where the show kind of goes like, is it self aware or is it just ultra hipster <laughs> played yeah. straight? Because I, while I think that, you know, it is like really flimsy and really like kind of BS, like her whole motivation and her being like this rich kid asshole being like, oh, capitalism sucks, blah, 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 fuck the system, whatever. It's like, you know, you're still a rich girl and you're still living yeah. in your parents' house and you actually have exactly. a home to like, you know, be like sulking in and just like spew Not your uh, do anything. Yeah. rhetoric from. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't, this is like the, this is like such a terrible, like muddy part of criticism and of like the world <laughs> in general. Like people who will just sit all day and talk to you about you know the, the evils of so- such and such, Not while they still like it. yeah, while yeah. they don't do anything about it, and they still enjoy benefits of. No, a capitalist society, so... Who knows? Yeah, this is my beef with old-time philosopher dudes, because it's a bunch of rich white guys who had the leisure time to s- sit around and talk about theoretical stuff, but not enact any change, and not realize that it was, like, you know, it's because they had enough affluence to be able to sit around for hours doing nothing, and talking about ideas in a high-concept kind of way. Yeah, There's a little um, bit of a, a tangent, but still. No, no, I, I think it works here in that, like, that that, is, that feels like the theme of this entire show, right? Like, people dis- discussing social topics, discussing, like, uh, class w- differences and things like that. But nobody really changes at the end of this. Like, yeah, it, they're all it, pretty much the same. Even, J- like, Jaden Smith, like, at the end, he, he says something like, uh, everything has fallen back into place, and I can't help but feel that Neo Yokio is going to explode. But I have no no uh, way to believe you in that. Like, it really does feel <laughs> like nothing's actually changed after all of this. That's, I think, kind of, and what Sam was kind of hitting on, this, the biggest enigma of the show is how much do they intend us to to have that critique, and how much do they actually think they're, they're saying something deep, and they're really not. I think that's kind of hard to tell at some points. And more obvious to tell at other points, as we will discuss when we get to, like, some of the episodes. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, also, like, it, it, uh, intertwined with, with this plot is the introduction of the remem- of the Remembrancer in the final two episodes, played by Steve Buscemi, who is yeah. uh, an overall 
all scumbag slash creep uh, following Jaden around and trying to find um, Helena. But, like... uh, I don't understand his character! Why does he look like a judge? Like, where did he come from? Why is he so menacing? Yeah, like... I'm so confused by him! Like, somehow in this world of strange characters, like, he's the one who threw me off the most. Yeah, he just uh, looks so out of place! Yeah. And like, also, uh, while we're talking about him, one of the memes that came out of this is, oh, let me pull up my vape. Like, sure, let's just throw in vapes <laughs> into this show. Sure. Yeah, vape? That does feel like a very, like, weird, hipstery kind of thing to just exist for no reason. Hipsters love the vape. I guess. <laughs> we can only assume that Ezra Koenig and Jaden Smith vaped together while they were thinking about this scene. Yep. Yeah, they went you, to a vape shop. They went to a vape in shop. Like, in a really thick cloud of cinnamon-smelling vape. They came up. <laughs> or pumpkin spice now that it's officially October. True. <laughs> uh, pumpkin <laughs> spice vapes? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so it seems like they're setting up the remembrance her to be someone important in uh, the, the next part of the season or whatever they decide to air Nets, but, like, I couldn't possibly care less <laughs> about seeing him again. <laughs> so. um, but... Other than than that, like it, it ends up being pretty episodic, so I guess we'll just go episode by by episode here, just br- briefly talking about it. But like uh, in the first episode, we have the introduction of Neo Yokio as this uh, like city in the 18th century that got attacked by spirits. I thought like the old timey footage looked a little bit like uh, like Republic City from Korra, like it, it was giving off <laughs> oh! those vibes at first, and I was like, okay. okay, if it stayed like that, sure, sure, but then it just transforms into a normal New York City, <laughs> so who cares? But um, And then like the very first line of Jaden Smith is, it's been three weeks and I can't believe she's gone. Also, yeah. also... Like delivered with the... The no emotion whatsoever. So. <laughs> shot is a panty shot oh yeah yeah that's even before oh, that yeah. and it's one of those weird things that anime does when it wants to be really fan surfacy and it makes her labia like really puffy and like poke out of the underwear for like no apparent reason that's not how underwear works people and i don't that's know how if that's works. like the show trying to wink at me like haha we're paying homage what? to anime i don't think it is i don't think it's that smart honestly this is well, the thing theme will keep getting back to how aware is this show actually of what it's doing yeah because also like they reuse that same exact scene yeah, at the same end of, at the, of end. the season so like nothing better than recycling animation to save money yeah so uh, like, like at the beginning uh, they have like the random focus on her breaking her racket and like what does that what is the point so and then at the the second time that that ends up being how you end the, the, the show in the mid-season like okay like it still doesn't make any yeah. sense no, nothing really behind that deeper yeah but yeah we're introduced to to jaden here being very melancholic about losing his ex-girlfriend or whatever and he that was he the says, dumbest reason though he was mad that she like went further in her career and took a better job somewhere else right although we're, we're hammering home very early that jaden only cares about himself and his yeah, for sure. social status and all um, he, he lets out a couple of, of lines like, uh, I'm too blue for lunch. Uh, who cares what time it is when life is an interminable, interminable abyss of whackness. I, I mean, so. same, but also get over yourself, bro. Yeah. Yes. Like, so, like, it was a pretty good line, though. <laughs> yeah, like delivered in his deadpan, like those wordy lines, I, I guess work. 
Yeah. Um, we, we also have the introduction of uh, Letsy and Gottlieb, played by uh, New York radio personalities Daisies and Mero. Uh, I actually like them in this in this show most of the time, especially Letsy. But I think it's more because just these types of characters don't appear very often in, in these types of shows. So, like, I guess, like, the contrast helped a lot. But how do you feel about their performance as uh, as Kaz's friends throughout the series, uh, Michelle? I mean, I liked them. And, like, the one thing I was curious about going into New Yokio was, like, how, like, the... I guess kind of the general excitement of having like a person of color be the protagonist in an anime, which is such a rare thing. And to have like a supporting cast that is mixed also. Um, I like his friends. Um, I get a little frustrated with one of them later on, but like in general, I think like I, I like their voice acting. I think it's cool that they start like a refreshment business. Um, and I think they're, like, they're pretty chill. Like, they don't have, like, a ton of substance. One more than the other, I'd say, has more focus. But, like, I enjoyed them. I thought they were pretty chill people. I liked them more than, like, Kaz, because Kaz is kind of awful and selfish. Yeah, I, I think just by the fact that they're just nicer people in general. Like, yeah. It helps, you know, yeah. Like, the more of you, Sam, your thoughts on, on these two characters? Yeah, I, I agree. They're definitely more down the earth and, like, not as, like rich kid assholey as Kaz is or as Helena. I don't know. They're cool people. I'd hang out with them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're hangoutable characters for sure. Um, but we, so they're trying to convince him to go to this field hockey tournament. He's like, nah, I'm too depressed and all, whatever. So uh, he moved, he moves on to this uh, dinner with uh, Aunt Agatha who makes her appearance, uh, voiced by Susan Sarandon, basically like, shut up. You got to do your work. You got to go fight those demons uh but um aunt agatha i think she's a bit uh she she didn't really show much character depth in this show other than just bossing Jaden around so like uh i was bored by her you guys uh i mean i felt like she existed to like remind um kaz of his like you know rat catcher roots and that like you know even though he is technically like in the aristocracy, like, he still has to work, like, a lot um, to keep, like, his lifestyle the way, like, a lot of his, like, colleagues and fellow, like, people don't, which, like, I wish they had done more with that, because I feel like that would have been very interesting to get into, um, but they didn't really, it was more just, like, she, she kept like making pulling him away from like the stuff he wanted to do to go do demon stuff and he didn't like it and she like rented out his room when he didn't know about it but like yeah that's kind of like the the point she placed in the show but like i feel like there was more there that could have been examined that wasn't which is kind of a bummer yeah so like all in all she's just the uh... Yeah, I guess you're right. She just serves like exposition mostly. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, she serves right? to make him do stuff, yeah. but she, we don't know anything about her really, except he's, she's his aunt, which is also, I was expecting her to not be white for some reason, but she is. And I have questions about his family because from what we've seen, they all seem to be white, and I'm confused. Um, second, but... second time in a row, including Rick and Morty, where she plays an Asian psychologist that Susan Sarandon is in a questionable casting choice, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we continue on with uh, Jaden going to shop for suits. Uh, I only bring this up because Richard Ayoada makes an appearance here. 
since I, I love the IT crowd, I love hearing his voice and things. Just him being excited. Oh, you're you're here. Let me help you and all. And then I think later he just says something like, "I love sports." Like <laughs> it's like out of nowhere, but I, I just like his voice. But um, but he's relatively not helpful. And uh, actually, in general, I think he's the he's like one of only a couple of non high class characters that even get speaking roles in this entire show. Wow, the bourgeoisie at work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so that's the takeaway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But uh, so, uh, and also at the store we have the introduction of uh, Archangelo Corelli. Uh, I really enjoy that he's the only one who gets his like anime intro. <laughs> just, like, oh my god, his yes! Plastered and flipping <sighs> his hair. He's um, also played by Jason Schwartzman, who like, of course he is. Of course, Jason <laughs> Schwartzman is in this, and of course he fucking plays the rival. Like, goddamn, can this be any more hipster? God, <laughs> we, we gotta hit all those bingo boxes. <laughs> gotta hit all of them. Uh, but I actually liked him for most of this show. Like he's yeah. annoying, but he's annoying in a funny way, so it it works, I guess. I um, liked him the most the last like two episodes, especially just like his his complete reversal from being a rival to like thinking that they're friends now was really great to me. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I'll, then we move on. To, I, I do want to mention this rat, this weird scene where like he goes to the cemetery to take a nap. He's apparently yeah. built himself his own grave. And <laughs> I just can't fathom. Like this character is too much. He's like so much every second. And, and then he gets into this debate with the old man who's grieving about like what's her food. Yeah, he's like, is this is her favorite perfume? Yeah, well, it's not very good. You should really try this other one instead. It's like you're like. You're like mansplaining perfume to a guy whose wife died, and he's—it's just so. Oh my god! You old folks are funny like that. You have no understanding of style. <laughs> like what? 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 Where would you ever it's say just, that to a person? It's so pushy. Uh, just like the fact that all this happens in the same episode. Like I, I expected it to be weirder throughout the rest of the show because I feel like this episode, like it just throws you into weirdness that isn't exactly matched in the rest of the, of the show i don't think yeah i agree yeah Definitely. so but uh, then we get into like i guess the actual story which is him going to helena's house to get the uh, get the demon out he he first fails but then in this in the middle of this perfume discussion he realizes oh wait the jacket could have been possessed and so he goes back, he gets rid of it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we used to date. Uh, oh, now that I'm not a demon-possessed oh, no. anymore. They I can... didn't date. They hooked up at a party. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one guy's party they keep mentioning. I don't, I don't even know his fucking name anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like Ri Richard Miles, I want to say. But yeah, they mentioned his Miles name. Miles something, yeah. Yeah, but they mentioned like four times in the same episode. So I also thought that was going to be important. Like, why are you yeah. bringing this up so many so. times? <laughs> But, uh, and then, yeah, they, they fix it, and, uh, the end of that episode. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that, that served as your intro to the show, and uh, as I, as I said, like, I thought that the show was gonna be much weirder just based on that, but it ends up settling down a little, sort of, because the second episode we have Sailor Pellegrino, who I, for some reason, I loved. <laughs> I, yeah, she was great, I liked her. Uh, the, oh my god, her accent and every time she'd say north kakaleka i freaking died it was just so stupid and funny 
Yeah, shout out to Katie Mitson, who who it seems voiced the characters. Her southern drawl was perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, that they they meet up at a Neo Yokio Knickerbockers game. So they didn't even bother to change like sports teams or anything. Like I'm guessing the Yankees exist in this universe and the Giants. Right. And, yeah. Were, were, were the Knickerbockers like? Did they play cricket? I don't no, know. They, play they didn't play basketball. No, they were playing basketball. Were they playing basketball? Yeah, they were in a basketball arena. <laughs> That's why there was a kiss cam and. Uh, oh. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, they did no effort to to like even do changes on that front. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So and the, they decide to date once uh, once uh, um Helena doesn't. Isn't interested or I I forgot what happened here with Helena. Why is she not interested? Is that when he goes to the to the hospital with the the meme Toblerone? Right. And then so, yeah. yeah, and then he's like, you don't deserve this Toblerone. I think that's when she's like, I realized after I was possessed that like our society doesn't mean anything and it's all fake and we should fight against it. He's like, but I still want to go to the party though. And she's like, no, no, it'll mean more if you like protest with me. He's like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, you don't get the candy anymore. And then he sits down on the bench. Right. I've never had a Toblerone. It's not it? that good. It's and it's kind of hard good. to eat. It's really thick triangle. It's not fun. It's a really thick triangle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just tr- any food that is that is in a strange, it, it, it isn't square or circular, like it has to have a different shape, that means it's not good. It, it's yeah, only doing it's it for marketing. If it's a challenge to eat, like it's not, it's a bad sign. Yeah. But uh, um, props to Neo Yokia for making Toblerones relevant. <laughs> like, yeah, I, really their was, stocks went up. Yeah, yeah, they said it was like upper class food. It totally is not. This stuff's not that expensive. You can go to like any Walmart and buy a Toblerone. Well, see, the weird I'm part is like, like I, go try a I, I associate with Toblerones with like airports. Like I always see them like, yeah. in, like airports. Swiss <laughs> candy, I'm pretty sure. But maybe like, that's why I've never had one because I've never flown before. They're not. They're not fancy chocolates, and the show kept trying to seem like they were, but they're not. Yeah, maybe it's just because it sounds fancy, like like Toblerone. Toblerone. It sounds like it's an Italian word. shape, yeah. Yeah. Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it Italian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they wanted us to pronounce it, but then the populace just turned it into a uh, a, a pronounceable name. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we okay. So in that setup for the rest of the show, which is her hating Neo Yokio, uh, she ends up with Sailor Pellegrino. But he also has to do security on the museum, protecting for the love of God, which is a piece by Damien Hirst, who is apparently a real artist. Uh, Sam, yes, your, he your is. Thoughts. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Damien Hirst is a fucking hack. Oh. He uh, does not make any of his own work. He has like a fucking horde of assistants that he just makes make his work he plagiarizes he's so overrated he's like you know introductory into like art school sort of ideas you know oh let's put a dead shark in formaldehyde and it's like the best piece of artwork ever oh let's put a bunch of crystals on a skull oh i'm such a great artist i'll sell this for a million dollars blah 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 like fuck that guy i hate him and that, you can that has been Sam's art history corner. <laughs> also, that piece isn't even in the Met. It's like in a London museum, I think. Uh, so your, your sense of realism was dashed about here. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> For the love of God is not in the Met. So uh, would you say that Damien Hirst is the most hipstery artist they could have chosen? Yes. To do? Okay. <laughs> That's probably why they picked him. They would have picked either him or Tracy Eamon. 
Uh-huh. So, then they're both, like, in the same sort of, like, you know, caliber slash area of, like, artiste. Uh, okay, so, so far we have Jason Schwartzman, Damian Hurst. We're, we're getting close to a bingo here on hip, on Hipster card. but uh, I think they could have put Banksy in there and it would have been worked the same way, but Banksy isn't a gallery artist, he's a street artist. Uh, they're, they're saving him for a season three cameo. Uh, Probably. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the, the event because he's guarding this, he doesn't really get to participate in the party. But then the the piece gets stolen, and it turns out that Sailor Pellegrino is actually possessed by a demon. Hey, she is a demon, or something. Or she, she is a demon. Yeah, she's like a demon in disguise. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me either at all. But okay, yeah. You know what? Like, she said that she was under, like you know, poor growing up or whatever. From North Cackalack. Or no Neo Reach or whatever. And oh, yeah, like, you know what? It, you got, it's okay to work for your money. You know what? Poor people, they're all demons. That's the lesson for today. Yeah, like, do we think she sold her soul? Is, is it that kind of a deal? Or, like, was it... Like, was she always a demon? Yeah, I have yeah, no was idea. It a, was it a baby demon who is like, my master plan is to become a pop star, sell a million albums, become famous, and then be, be able to get close to a museum? <laughs> oh my God, just, like, oh, oh maybe that was what they were going for you just walk in and like buy a ticket and just go <laughs> no that's too easy to that's too easy you need a convoluted life plan first yeah so so um J- jaden smith uh not like uh, fights the demon and all and uh successfully slays him yeah, but I've seen, yeah, very I've seen the reaction image. I see you, bitch. It was funny though. Just like you times. never hear people swear in anime usually like that. And that's the thing. For all this, keep saying it's an anime. Like it's not an anime. It has a very Western sense of humor with, with a lot of like weeby sprinkles thrown in. But like, yeah, I see you, bitch. Is a very like Western kind of humor, and it, it is really funny. But it's it's different. Yeah, yeah it's funny because it's like the skull and haha, you know, whatever. I just hate Damien Hurst so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that happens, and uh, he successfully slays the demon, but uh, he has to walk out ashamed because his suit has been spoiled or something like that, and everybody. Oh, yeah, him. his first suit was originally Midnight Blue, but like then the party was blue. black tie. So he had to change a suit, and then guess who shows up in a Midnight Blue suit? Right, Jason Sportsman. Yeah, like how we're like not referring to these people by their character names at all. I think these names are convoluted. I'm not gonna try remembering them all the time. You're not gonna try remembering Kaz. How is that convoluted? I mean, Kaz is not convoluted, but Archangel or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, yeah, it is Archangel. So it's a like arch enemy slash like angel. I don't know. Well, see, because he's it, supposed to look like an angel. I love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> Just his name is like yeah, it's like, like a joke. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, so we have that as the second episode, pretty much. Uh, like I enjoyed it just because uh, how goofy it was. <laughs> so like that, that was yeah. Yeah, that was definitely an improvement in terms of laughs based on episode one, and then we have uh, episode three. Oh, the Hellenists, where, which is basically a uh, Kaz being hired by his old school to teach the Hellenists, which are followers of Helena, and getting them to wear the uniform. Uh, like, at first Fun glance, fact! One of them is voiced by Willow Smith. Yeah, which is... I noticed Whoa! that. Whoa! They're all here. 
how Will Smith didn't weasel his way into this series is a miracle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, so Willow Smith and her gang are like very opposed to this and decide. Eventually, Jaden lets out that um, Helena has gone hikikomori, as we mentioned earlier. And the Hellenists are all, okay, we'll do that too. And we'll just lock ourselves in, in the classroom. Uh, he has to, then the principal says, oh, we, we don't actually care about them. We just think that one of our teachers are possessed by demons. Go investigate. And so he, he ends up with this music teacher who, who is like, you know, apart, playing piano, follows him around to Queens. And, I mean, no, no. First, he goes to his apartment, right? And yeah. Yeah. Well, I, let's just talk about the character in general because, like, uh, they're they're going for a gay vibe from the very beginning. Like his voice is like stereo, like almost stereotypically gay. Like high, high the voice is, and uh, but they also like they they make him wear all black, like to I guess throw you off the scent. He's a de- that's possessed by a demon, or just uh, like and this is like the first social part of the show that we need to talk about. Like, how how do we feel about their handling of? A gay character here. Uh, um, Sam. you heard it here first. Gay mm-hmm. people are demons. Oh, okay. So Jaden was right the whole time. Yes. Oh. Okay. No, he no, he wasn't. Oh. But oh. I don't know. I thought this was like you know they did the whole bait and switch like oh this gay guy is gonna be a demon, doesn't he? But yeah, he wasn't. Even the students said weird stuff like oh yeah that guy always gave me the creeps. And it's like but why? Like because he felt like. He seemed gay. He gave a gay vibe, so he creeped you out. Like it's not a good. That's not a good way to no. go yeah, because, about making a character suspicious. Yeah, because you could also justify it with the fact, oh, he's playing piano alone in his room. He's wearing all black. But you throw in the gay stuff, and it's like it gets lost in translation. Yeah, what? Yeah, and then when he like invites him over for a fashion show. Yeah, I was like, oh no, this gay guy is gonna. Have sex with me. Like, yeah, no. it's just because, like, he used to be his teacher, right? It just, like, yeah. felt like a weird thing. I don't know. It's like, why are they making him so weird? Uh, actually, the full line is, we can get high and have a fashion show. <laughs> get, get high. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it turns Yeah, out- I'd love to get high with my old professors. Yeah, it's like, what? That's not appropriate. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are teachers. You, Everybody had that cool, quote-unquote cool teacher, but, uh, like... I mean... But they, nobody thinks he's cool. They all think he's creepy. That, that's the so problem. it's college, weird. Yeah. In college, uh, a bunch of us went out for happy hour with one of our professors, so... There's that. Yeah, I feel like they exist, but it's just they threw in like so many stuff in the blender here. Yeah, yeah, and it ends up being that his boyfriend is a DJ, and he was going to listen to Gregorian house music in Queens. (laughs) (sighs) That would happen. (laughs) Like Gregorian house is exactly what I think when I think hipsters, but. Uh, so yeah, eventually, okay, that uh, he's not a demon, but then, oh wait, the Hellenists are, are, are the ones who want to get possessed. Okay. And, Makes no sense to me, but okay. Yeah. And then he kills them. Yeah! He straight up murders them, and it's like, no one cares. Yeah, because the thing is, they use the word disappeared, so like, I'm not sure if their idea is, oh, uh-huh. like, they'll come back next season uh, or, or what if there is a next season do we think yeah. there's gonna be another season i, I, I don't I, know i mean it sits episodes tells me that this is a half season but like be, so i figure there need to be at least six more episodes just because i, I don't 
Like, th there's no news on what, what is beyond this. So Maybe it's just here. an experiment. This definitely feels it's like an experiment. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, so that that's very possible. Um, also, I guess here's where uh, this is the only appearance of Stephen Fry, who was advertised as a voice actor before. Oh, He's the the headmaster. Um, he oh, off, I um, didn't even notice. I didn't either until I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, he didn't he didn't get too many lines. Like uh, there was at one, just like at the end, he lets off a couple good ones. Like, uh, what in the name of Shakespeare's ass happened here? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, later, like Jaden's like, oh, the, like when he, the headmaster is deciding to get rid of uniforms because whatever, uh, Jaden is, oh, the uniform is a sacred part of Eastern culture, and the headmaster balls to that. <laughs> oh my god! You know who else is gay? Stephen Fry. Bingo. <laughs> There's the connection. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was the uh, uh oh the Hellenists. Uh, anything I'm missing here? Um. There was a Toblerone nightmare here. Mm. Uh, um, so we oh, yeah. Why did they keep bringing the Toblerone back so forcefully? Nobody needs that. I think there that. was too much. Yeah, it was too... Like, the first time it was funny, but why did it keep coming back the entire Maybe season? Toblerone gave them, like, funding or something? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if that so was their motivation. Advertising Toblerones? Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so... Moving on, we have episode four, which, uh, mm. which is the, uh, mm. which is titled uh, Hampton's Water Magic. Um, this one is, I guess, the most problematic one, quote unquote, of the, uh, of the show. Um, we we begin with the, them going to the Hamptons because the, uh, somebody in the family died and they need to go check on the house. Uh, J, uh, Kaz brings along Letsy and Gottlieb to check it out. Um, they find it's abandoned, but there's a, an infinity pool. So let's see, and Gottlieb go in, and uh, Gottlieb turns into a panda, and let's see, turns into a woman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, he he he, he immediately covers his uh, newly found breasts. Uh, <laughs> let, let's let's talk about this just in general before I go through all the details. But just why is this show that's like uh, so? Uh, clunky in, in its handling of themes. Like, wh why are they trying to do this? <laughs> My guess is, like, another homage to, like, 90s anime. Oh, definitely and... to Ranma one half specifically. I yeah. mean, because of the panda and him turning into a woman. Yeah. I but, guess, like, yeah. They didn't need to do this. There's no reason people don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, it, as it advances, uh, he needs to go to this uh, to this party. Um, I, I forget if there's even a reason where they, why they need to go to this particular party. I don't know. <laughs> there, there probably isn't. Like they, they just go to parties all the time. But... Yeah, he just like Jaden can like not like not go to parties. It's just so important to him. Oh no no he no! Can't I, turn I remember... away. I remember because it's Archangelo shows up. I don't know. Oh, wait, like, oh, it is I'm... his old girlfriend's going to be there too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out. yeah. 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 He also finds out that Kathy is going to be there with his, uh, with her racer girlfriend. But, uh, Archangelo. No, no, wasn't that the from... next episode? <laughs> yeah, that's no, later. No, no, he... I think he hears oh. that she's dating a racer dude, but he, she oh. doesn't, he doesn't see him yet. I have, I have no clue. It's just yeah. When you together. binge, it's hard to, to know exactly. Right. I, I know Kathy is at this party for sure. 
But but the reason is only because Archangel mentions he's going to a party and Jaden's jealous, so he wants to go too. All like, the while, sure Charles. The entire reason. The uh, what do you call it? The mech butler yeah, guy. Yeah, butler. Yeah, we haven't talked about him. No, we haven't. This woman lives inside of him. Yeah, yeah. He's a human. <laughs> uh, voiced by Jude Law, the st- standard uh, British accented guy doing your butlering. Jude Law has um, fallen but- so far from grace. <laughs> I can't believe he has like a butler who he just rides on the back of like a car. It's just so silly. And yet, it is exactly what I was expecting yeah, from the show. I like this. love like, it, it, actually. It- that particular aspect, I think, is just really great. Yeah, and like Charles is funny. Uh, like I, I think he lets off a couple of good responses to to Kaz. Ooh. But um, yeah, like in this particular episode, he gets really shafted. And Jane's like, "Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I'll get it to you later." Okay. Oh, Problem five percent. Yeah, but just like. Uh, like, like this episode in particular is hammering home. You're not a good person, Kaz. But they also try to do it through the sexist, uh, homophobic way. Like, by once we get to the party, he's using, uh, um, he's using Letsy as his girlfriend. Uh, so we have that to talk it, about. And, it's uh, the thing about this episode. It's like it's so. It's so frustrating because on the one hand, it's like you have the issue of like, so Jaden's like being shitty to Lexi, even though Lexi in no way identifies as female and treats him really bad just because like he happens to be in a female body of that layer. But then you also have the layer like Lexi being kind of the worst and hitting on like the most famous lesbian like in Neo-Yokio, right? Yeah. And like macking on her yeah. because she doesn't know he's a guy. And so he's like willingly tricking her at the same time and then gets mad at Kaz for being shitty to him. And like, it's like, oh, like you're a misogynist, like blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yo, Lexi, you're being shitty too. And you're using the fact that you have a female body to mack on this lady. How are you any better? And that's, like, the thing that I really hate about the episode. Like, it tries to pat itself on the back being like, oh, gender's a spectrum. Oh, like, I know misogynists when I see one. But, like, he- Lexi's also to blame for being shitty. So it, like, doesn't feel very earned at all. Yeah. You know, you can't, like, reference things and reference, like, you know. You can't just reference things and actually think you know what you're talking about if you do other shit like that and have people, you Yeah, know, that manip- doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make anything yeah. that you've done before okay. Yeah. Just because you're self-aware of it. You need to, like, do something else. Talk. You gotta walk the walk, too, and it didn't walk the walk at all. Yeah, and I, I think what makes this even, like, worse is, like, when he, like, turns back, there doesn't seem to be any, like, anger like any apology like real apology like when he turns back into a a male body he's like oh yeah sorry lexi i treated you really shitty he's like eh whatever and like that's the end of it like that's awful no resolution to that yeah and like we don't we don't even have any reference because like he says something like you don't know how to treat women and all but we have no reference to see if he's actually changed at all yeah because he was like willfully like you know, smooching the lesbian who thought he was a lady. So it's like, how can you even say that to Kaz when you're doing, like, exactly, like, something just as harmful to another woman? Clearly, you don't care about women very much either, only when it's directed to you. 
which is like such an entitled shitty thing to do. Yeah, it's like, you know, lesbians are like, you know, the apple of guys' eyes is most of the time because it's like, oh, there's no male involved. It's so sexy, blah, blah, blah. And so it's sort of like, you know, he's inserting this, himself into this world that, you know, doesn't involve him in any way. And that, like, you know, yeah. men actively objectify and it's, it's fucked up. And I just hate the fact that, like, he, he gets self-righteous about, like, women's rights solely when it applies to him. Yeah. Like, because... Jaden's treating him like shitty and saying he's hysterical and he needs to calm down and like all this shit. But it's like only when it's about him that does he get mad and call him out for it. When he's actively doing it to another woman, it's completely fine in his mind, which is like such a weird gross double standard. Yeah. So like um, all in all, we can say of this episode just that that doesn't hit its themes correctly, and it, all in all, it, it suffers for it. And I, I think. Oh, but it is the worst episode of, of the season just because like even in general like it's not actually that funny to begin with <laughs> like uh, and the entire story like actually is that uh, this um hick guy jeffrey or whatever he turned his uncle into a raccoon and like th that that's the entire story and it's just wrapped around this uh this whole thing with the party so eh, like it's a very forgettable episode all, all in all <laughs> Except for that one part where it's completely and totally disgusting and transphobic. Yeah, that, that and, part's yeah, really maybe memorable. More, <laughs> maybe more than I want to forget it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not good. But, uh, anything else you want to talk about from, from this episode? <sighs> no. Uh, I'm confused we, about this that, that was... situation. Huh? I'm confused about his family situation. So he has like relatives who have like water powers and who like I don't know his his cousin or whoever seemed like he he wasn't as affluent. Like that's why he wanted his dad's house, right? Um but like I don't know. Why isn't anyone besides him like a person of color in his family? Was he adopted? I'm so confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> Oh, I know what's going on. They're saving the reveal so Will Smith can be the father. Do oh <laughs> uh, the, the, that? That's the only reasonable way he can get into this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they do try to hit on this whole like, oh, the, these demon slayers are actually maligned by the by the society at large, and that's why they can't move up in society and things like that. But it's just it's so. Uh, it, it's so like on the on the waysides of this story, yeah. and because our focus is is Kaz, who is already a rich person, so like I ha I have once again I have nothing to compare you to. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so well we can move on from from that episode. Uh, we have episode five, uh, the Russians exactly the Soviets, where we are introduced to the rest of this world. Apparently, this is a world where the Soviet Union still exists. Uh, French Canada is its own thing, but uh, anyway, there's a uh, there's a Grand Prix coming in, and uh, Jaden is charged with uh, keeping guard of this uh, Soviet racer. Uh, the Soviet racer gets uh, high on capitalism, I guess. Yeah. So this is the episode where, like, oh, capitalism is great, right? Like, is that is that the moral of this episode? 
I don't know. I don't know if that we can say there's honestly something as like focused as the moral. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Communism yeah. is enslaving and blah 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 blah. She was so excited about that California King bed though. I don't blame her. It looks really know. big. I literally have not heard what a California King bed is since Never. I don't know. Dream Daddy is the first time I've ever heard of it. Oh, really? No, I didn't no. know that was in there. Now, an important question. Uh, how much did you know about champagne sizes before we, we got to this episode? Nothing. It, absolutely it, nothing. I thought they were all the same size. I barely know, like, what different wines are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn. That there are so different sizes of too. champagne. See, like, I'd heard of a Methuselah before, but I always thought that was the biggest. So, like, introducing the Nebuchadnezzar, like... Is it know, real, was, though, or is it a, a joke? I don't know. No, I, I'm pretty sure it's real, because I've heard of a Methuselah before. That was one of the sizes they, they threw in there. Okay. But, yeah, for some reason, champagne and biblical imagery are, are connected. Who knows who started that, but... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, this is the when Archangelo joins them, because in... Oh yeah, we forgot at the e- at the end of that ep- of the fourth episode, it ends with basically nine eleven, right? Like they yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the bachelor board, bachelor board. And guess yeah. who did it? Helena. Yeah, she, yeah, she took time out being a hikikomori to do that. <laughs> but then it didn't even go anywhere. That's why it's like, what does Helena even stand for? Really, she doesn't do anything. Maybe she's gay. But that's not, I mean, th- but her laziness would make me think that wouldn't even be standing for anything. I don't know. She's like, fuck these boys. I do love her voice and how just deadpan it is. Like, I do think that's my favorite aspect of her character. It's just her voice delivery. <laughs> uh, also, she seems to be the only one that consistently talks shit to Kaz. So, like, I guess in that sense, I also enjoy her appearances, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we have that. Um, what else is there in this fifth episode? Uh, that there is a point where they go to a night cl- nightclub and there's like a dancer who doing a demon dance, and Jaden has the balls to say, "This is in very poor taste." Like, uh. <laughs> well, um, take a look at yourself, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like this, the show has not done enough for me to uh, try uh, to like be hand in hand with you saying that to anything but the, uh, this ends with the soviet racer disappearing regardless yes. and uh her, and helena showing up in kaz's room uh, and like this is also the episode where the remembrancer comes in it's like oh we're looking for helena do you know anything blah 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 so steve is um, yeah you used to but be better way, uh wow well, I don't know. I like. I remember mostly for Lady in the Water, which was ter- terrible. I think you see that. I've heard it's like life-changingly like weird. Is that true? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, like there there are Shyamalan movies that are worse, but Lady in the Water is pretty bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Also, I just want to say this Soviet racer disappearing and never shows up again. Like, yeah, is- no consequences. Just like okay, mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, like in the end, nothing happened. Like, like, with capitalism, deserted or not, it's implied, but like we don't. Yeah, it's just so shallow. We just don't know. Yeah, like that's the plot line that just gets abandoned. Um, but 
uh, yeah, so in the sixth episode, uh, they, um, Helena is like, oh, you got to get me out of the city. But uh, because the Grand Prix is here, they can't really get out through normal means. So uh, they devise a plan where they have to make uh, uh, Helena be a, the, the Soviet race car driver and use the Lincoln Tunnel to get out. Um, there's this very awkward press conference where she has to be silent and Jaden breaks breaks her out. Communism forever! And just runs away. <laughs> well, but, uh, so we're continuing on that theme. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, there is a, a very distinctly New York City joke. I grew up in the city. I have no idea how to drive. <laughs> just, like I, I feel like that's a joke that lots of New York stuff does. Or like People who who grew up in New York City never feel the need to learn how to drive because of the subway. And I all, mean, but... I never learned how to drive. Uh, that actually is like the reality of a lot of people in cities, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess just that because I feel like I've I've seen that joke used in New York, New York stuff before, so it's, it's weird. But uh, yeah, and like eventually, it turns out that they devise a plan where Kaz is the one who's driving, and they like switch out. Yeah, at some point not, the pit stop. No one notices that his body shape's completely different. Then her, like, oh, okay. Who cares? Who cares? He takes his helmet off. Everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, they don't stop him. Yeah. But, uh, so, and, like, while he's driving, well, he's driving through the walled city, which has been referenced before, which is basically, I guess, where all the poor people live in Queens. Uh, he, like, utters the, the, the name of the episode, which is, uh, I'm starting to think New York is not the greatest city in the world. Yeah, fuck poor people. Like, yeah. Why do like, they gee, exist? Like, gee, this is what opens your eyes, sure. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, so there's also a quick race inside the Guggenheim Museum. Uh, Sam, Sam, how do you feel about art museums being used as uh, props in a in a racing track? Well, I thought it was, hey, cool, there's the Guggenheim, and we'd seen it in an episode previous as well as, like, backdrop. It's just like, I fucking hate the Guggenheim. <laughs> why do you i don't it? know there's this one guy i don't really remember his name but he did this um series of works called like the cream master cycle or whatever um and i think one of the last parts that he released he got like a grant or like permission or whatever to do it inside the guggenheim and it's like a whole video and he's like climbing through like you know you see in the episode how um it's sort of like layered it's like circular layers. And he's like climbing these layers. And I fucking hate that series. I hate him. I don't like the Guggenheim. I was there maybe a couple times. And last time was for the James Terrell like exhibit that was there in 2013, 2014. And it was like, ugh, whatever. I get like the Guggenheims are like great patrons of the arts, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, museums are overrated. The art world is only ruled by the bourgeoisie. And you know what? I I can't give a fuck about that anymore. <laughs> okay, Woo, so Sam! We got, Hot take of the we day. Got, we, well, so far we got Guggenheim Museum is overrated. Damien Hurst is overrated. New York and, is overrated. I hate that New York is like, you know, quote unquote, the center of the art world. You know, there's more places in the world that good art comes from other than New York. You know, New York has, what, fucking like 8 million people. They don't need any more attention than what they've got. <laughs> Okay, New York City is overrated. Uh, are we, do, do we have you on record as saying Vampire Weekend is overrated? I guess. I don't know. I've only heard like two of their songs. Uh, yeah, that, one, that <laughs> one's a tentative take then. 
Uh, we'll okay. revisit it later. I, I finally found the one she wasn't passionate about. <laughs> yeah, I think they have a song called Cousins that they play in my work all the time. I fucking hate that song, though. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, we eventually the other racers find out it's Kaz, um, including this, uh, I guess it's an Italian driver that Kathy is dating. Um, I guess, it, yeah, according to the colors. Yeah, although the, like I think they say like Japani or, or I, I don't know. Yeah, but, who cares? And it, yeah, but he he does say Mamma Mia at some yeah, point. Yeah, so Mamma you know Mia. It happens to tip you yeah. off subtly, of course. Right, right. So, um, but uh, yeah, but uh, Archangelo because he's best buds now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> that just just, like... just did a one eighty after the bachelor board was bombed. And he like actually helps yeah. him out. Right, and uh, yeah, so he crashes into them, it opens a hole, and the place floods and all. Yeah, I guess, and fuck that, fuck that place. Not like people live yeah, there. Yeah, because, yeah, that's like the equivalent of like destroying the George Washington Bridge. Like, you just like destroy, <laughs> destroyed a, a, an important piece of transportation in the biggest city in the world. Like, good job on you. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he eventually breaks off after doing this pit stop to do the the switch out um they, they keep making reference to like oh it's louis vuitton very nice <laughs> oh my god uh, even, even the remembrancer does this so but did, doesn't kaz have trouble recognizing that it is at first which makes no sense if he's obsessed with fashion i i found that very confusing Oh yeah, because I, I think he mentions another brand first. It's like that's a nice bag. Like what brand is that? Like it's Louis Vuitton. Yeah, it it only serves the purpose of giving you a reason to say the brand's name. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they they turn off into Jersey. Um, great. Uh, uh, along with Steven Universe, our second appearance of Jersey in an animated show. Uh, but like here is, is like Jersey like a forest because uh, like. They drop off into the highway. Uh, they drop off the highway, and it's like a bunch of trees around. Or like, I just didn't get this depiction of Jersey, but it's a lot uh, of anyways, trees, bro. Yeah, I, I guess it's better than depicting it as a garbage dump like Steven Universe. But um, I mean, that's not fair. Jersey is pretty wooded. I guess. Like, I, I'm only familiar with like the part of New Jersey that's outside New York City. So, like, I, I associate more with all the factories and stuff. But I'm sure if you go further down south, yeah, like South Jersey's Delaware and Pennsylvania, yeah, Delaware, Pennsylvania, like that area, is probably more yeah. rural. Well, not rural. But, uh, it's more like the well, birds. Just more, more trees. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this has been your discussion of the Mid Atlantic geography. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, but uh, the remembrancer shows up out of nowhere as he is wont to do. Yeah. And he uh, he opens the bag, and oh, it's what? the little lady that's inside, Charles. Whoa. I think it's super weird that he like technically owns a lady. Like we haven't really talked about that, but like if he owns the mecca, he kind of like owns her too, which is super weird. I guess. Although it's kind of like a live-in nanny because like she also gets to take baths at home and. Like, make make her own breakfast. But she only did that after she, like, revealed herself the first time, right? Because he was, like, super shocked that she was in there. Like, he didn't know she was in there before. Well, that's a good yeah. point, right? Like, when, when before then, where, when was she doing all this stuff? Like, actually, like... Yeah, I don't herself? know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to think about the ins and outs of this universe. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, so the Remembrancer opens the Louis Vuitton bag and finds out it's her. And what? This is Cuckoo Bananas. Where is she? <laughs> God. But the ant shows up as well. And it's like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Get out of our lives. Uh, like, there, there's some implied history between it. Aunt Agatha and the Remembrancer that we don't really talk about either because whatever. And yeah, and then it just ends with a repeat of the first scene of the show where he's at where he's at the tennis courts being melancholy again, but this time it's the bachelor board has gone back up. Archangelo hates me again. Yeah. Uh, um, Helena is gone. And, and then we have this shot of Helena inside the mecha suit. It's like, are, are we to believe that like now it's just Charles slash Helena just wandering around the world by themselves. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. The show, it, again, like it's the bet. It's best to watch it if you can turn your brain off. Because like the more you try to really dig into it, the more it feels like there's just not a lot there that's thought out very deeply. Yeah, or like it feels like it's setting up for something, but something that I don't. Care yeah, about. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Uh, Sam, what what are your thoughts on season two where this could go? <laughs> hopefully there isn't a season two, and hopefully it was just like a weird Netflix experiment. <laughs> a weird like a one-off. <laughs> That's never gonna happen ever again. I don't know, I feel like the show on the whole was pretty unsuccessful because when you have people who have money, and they're making a comment on other people who have money, like, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's just, like, you know, haha, it's funny because they're like filthy sink and rich, but also we're a bunch of celebrities and we're also rich. Yeah, that's so, the thing too. You know, it doesn't have like, you know, a bite of like satire in it. It's just like wink, this is wink, the actual life. rich. Yeah, I so agree with this. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I. I- even if you want to go on the angle that they're going on satire, but the the problem is like it's just it's so it's such a superficial thing that like it, it's not well thought thought out enough to be a satire. <laughs> like they'll they'll just throw the words at you, but then like go on go off on their own plot. Yeah, thing. Vampire Weekend doesn't know anything about satire. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that that's our summary of the show, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, like it's it's doesn't work as a satire. It doesn't work as a social commentary. It kind of works as an ironic comedy. Yeah. Like. <laughs> no? As, as you, I said, you, you know. Just, no. Oh, yeah. A lot, know. a lot of okay. thank memes. Thank you. Yeah, it works as a as a meme factory. Um. Like, it's funny when it's, at least to me, it's funny when it's being episodic. It doesn't, it doesn't care at all about plot or talking about social issues. But when it, when it starts caring about plot and like trying to tackle serious things is where it falls flat. Yeah, if it really didn't take itself too seriously and didn't try to make any like actual claims about things that like are important, I think it would, maybe the reception would have been a little more positive. Yeah, like basically what I'm saying, if everything was episode two, like just cr- crazy, per- crazy southern drawl yeah. person, uh, like, and just that that self-contained plot references to being embarrassed, bullshit artists. Yeah, like references, but that don't mean anything to people. Like, if you don't know the artist, then it doesn't matter if you get it or not. But like things like that, like sure, that that would be a show, but. <laughs> 
uh, on its own. But yeah, so oh, I I I think that's that's where we're ending up here. Um, I, I guess one final thing, like M- MVP of the show, do we do we have one? Like anybody that you would be happy to see again, if any? Charles, before we found out there's a lady living inside of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that completely like, broke the t- character for me, and I never felt good about him ever just again. So many questions now that they're never going to answer about that. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked Charles when he was way more straightforward as a mecha. And uh, so, like, is Charles 2.0 going to be a different character, or is it just the same lady going back? Maybe it's just the same now? lady. Yeah, that would be kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want to not or, care. Or, or <laughs> it's such a rabbit hole to start caring. Yeah. So, um, Charles, good. Uh, let's see. And Gottlieb, I think we mentioned in the beginning, we're okay. Archangelo's okay. Uh, Kathy was fine. She yeah. seemed like, you know, she was doing well for herself. Yeah. She seemed normal. Yeah, Kathy seemed actually fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, thank God Kaz and her broke up because, you know, she's better off without all that mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Wait, so is, did the Italian race car driver live? Yeah, he uh, won the race. <laughs> oh, yeah, he won. He was like, oh, I could beat uh, this uh, guy. And he's like, I know you could. And then he... Which is so stupid! Cause how does he know how to drive a race car at all? Like, the idea that he could actually <laughs> win after all these professional... It's just... Oh, oh my god. It's so ridiculous. It, it, it's like Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. is like winning that Grand Prix 2 until the electric guy comes in. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, total of like three characters that we want back. <laughs> the rest, forget about it. Uh, yeah, so on that note, we will, uh, we're wrapping up our, consider- our discussion of Neo Yokio. A-, a lot to take in, I'm sure. Um, you can find uh, you can find out uh, all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about Neo Yokio or any of the other uh, animated shows. Yeah, we, we never cover. shut up about can, them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you, well, but you'll find us be very chatty if you find us at overlyanimated.com/discord. Uh, if you want to complain that we didn't fi- uh, find the true humor of Neo Yokio, or we. Mi- missed an important uh, part that would have changed the series for us <laughs> uh, you can also support us via patreon at patreon.com slash or really animated we want to give thanks to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast xavier aka podcast addict um, and we want to give thanks as always to our patreon executive producers john ryan steve andy and yours truly so yeah, on that note, uh, if did you ha- guys have any final thoughts on which to leave concerning Neo Yokio? Uh, spice vapes. This is the wave of the future. Yeah, let 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 me know if you have any more uh, dank meme shows. <laughs> I hear Gumball is pretty dank. Oh, it is in a good way, in a yeah, really maybe. successful way. I'll check that one out. But you know, <laughs> let let me know if there's any more dank animated shows that we can think about and consider yeah the the, the state the state of, of pop culture in 2017 is bring us all the memes uh on, on that note thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next time adios bye bye